I'm Pat Hyben, and over the past 25 years, I've sold over 7,000 homes, selling over a billion dollars in volume. In 2010, I sold my teen business to my top agent and went on book tour promoting my book, Six Steps to Seven Figures, a real estate professional's guide to building wealth and creating your destiny. That book went on to become a New York Times bestseller. Now I live off the passive income streams from the real estate I bought with commissions I earned as a full-time agent. And I am committed to giving back to the real estate industry as so many mentors of mine have given back to me. On this show, we'll interview the world's best agents, brokers, coaches, and investors to help you make more commissions and create the life you deserve. Okay, Rockstar Nation, we have a special guest today. I got Mr. Wayne Salmons on the line, and Wayne is doing some really neat things, and we are going to go deep, deep, deep today into the heart of connecting. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yes, we Into are. the heart, yes, and then, <laughs> and with that, we're going to find out how to connect heart-to-heart with our clients, and Wayne is an amazing person if you don't know who he is. Uh, why don't I just let you, Wayne, uh, introduce yourself? Why don't you tell our, our rock star audience a little bit about you? Huh, absolutely. Well, um, so, so I'll give you the I'll give you the short version. Um, you know, I've I've been I was a mega agent for for several years, actually up in Alaska. Built a mega agent team, um, and then after and then built a mega agent team. Ended up hitting rock bottom. So there's some things that happened in my life. I nailed rock bottom. Was able to kind of recover from that, um, and then transitioned into. I uh, had an opportunity to go out and, and be a trainer um, all over the country for Keller Williams. So I spent the last five years on the road uh, training over five thousand agents across the country in Canada, and um, it's it was an incredible journey. And yet now I'm transitioning to being home more because I've got five amazing kids and a beautiful wife, and I'm ready to spend uh, even more time with them. So that I guess I guess that's me in a box. You know, former thirty under thirty uh, for Realtor Magazine. Um, you know, so I've, I've I've had some fun. It's been a good ride so far. Well, so essentially, you've trained uh, Keller Williams Bold Course, right? Right. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. For three years, how how many cities so did you go to? Five years. So five, five years. years. Wow. Yeah. So did I can't even remember how many cities uh, I've taught. Yeah, over five thousand agents in in that realm. Um, you know, for for seven weeks a piece. So it's been it's been a really it's been a really incredible ride. Over a thousand plane rides. <laughs> a thousand plane rides. Wow, that's yes. a, that says enough right there, buddy. Well, well, welcome home. I'm sure your wife and and children appreciate you being there in your new endeavor. And congratulations on your newfound uh, freedom and your accomplishment of uh, uh, doing five years. I mean, you've got to be one of the foremost real estate coaches in the industry now, having had you know that five years of experience under your belt. I mean, that's a lot of intensive training to yeah. learn and to affirm over and over again to agents. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, one of the things I love, you talk about immersion, you know, being immersed in that environment for such a long time was just really powerful. So and you get to work with so many different people doing different things. And, and what's cool is you start to see threads, right? You start to see threads of what's working, what's not working. And uh, it's a pretty, pretty powerful experience. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's talk about today. We're going to talk about how to connect 
to the whole person, not yeah. and not to just their mind, but what Wayne's belief system is, and he's going to share it with you and tell you how you can make this a reality into your belief system and, and do what he says, is that uh, you can connect in many different ways, uh, not just mentally. So uh, let's talk about that. Why don't you explain this, Wayne? Yeah, so so my philosophy that I've developed, you know, at least in my mind, <laughs> right, is is helping, or I guess what I'm passionate about is helping people become their own heroes, right? And what I mean by that is I, I think that you know there was a moment in my if we it's okay for us to go super deep, I assume I don't think we've yeah, ever had let's a call do that it. wasn't let's I don't do think it. we've ever had a conversation <laughs> that, that didn't go there, right? Uh, so so you know about about six seven years ago when I went through my divorce. Um, and I nailed rock bottom, right? I, I just I made so many poor decisions, nailed rock bottom, and I was at a moment. Um, and I, I remember I was I was <laughs> didn't have any money, didn't have anywhere to go. I'm sleeping, laying on the floor, right, sleeping in this vacant building, right. My friend owned a building. I was it was just vacant. I was sleeping on the floor of that building, and it, it got to the point where I was getting ready to take my own life. And I just, I was so, my, my, my all my self-worth had been wrapped up in being a successful real estate agent and, and, and being a great dad, you know, being involved in the community, all this stuff. And when all that kind of came crashing down, it got to the point where I was getting ready to take my own life. So let, I'm me, let, the, me, let me ask you, yeah. if you don't mind, since, since no. we're going deep, well, what the hell happened, right? Where, was it, were you on drugs? Were you, I mean, was it, was it depression? Like what happened? So I was I, I was selling a ton of homes, right? Doing really well, and, and yet I, I think I became I was a workaholic, right? I was a workaholic. I was working all these hours, um, not spending time. At the time, I had I had two kids, and, and we had one that we were we had just our third kid had just arrived. We had just adopted our daughter, so I'm working a gazillion hours because um, I thought that's what that, I thought that's what a good dad did. I thought a good dad just worked a ton, made money for the family, etc. You know, I never, I, I didn't grow up wealthy. I didn't grow up poor, but I didn't grow up wealthy. And I thought, man, this is what I'm going to offer my kids. And, and by doing all that, my my ego got in the way. I, I, I stopped being the, the dad and the husband that I wanted to be. Um, and, and and things just came crumbling down, right? I decided I don't want to be in a relationship with my wife anymore. And I'm, it just everything just starts to spin, right? Um, and then as soon as we decided we were going to get a divorce, most of my my client, we're in a small town, right? So all of my clients go, well, I'm not going to work the way anymore. My business just goes in the tank. And I got bills coming in and, and no, and no sales. So it, it happened fast. So you just kind of like your daughter was coming over. Where was she uh-huh. coming from? So Rwanda. So she's coming over on a boat or whatever, a plane, I guess from yeah. Rwanda. Yeah. She comes, then you decide you want a divorce. Then you, you have like a mental breakdown. <laughs> Or whatever, <laughs> yeah. and then you're staying in a you're staying in some commercial building. Yeah, yep, sleeping on the floor. Wow. Yep. How do you, yeah. how, and, and and then what happened? So so I well, and what's funny is that at the time, um, my wife and I we decided okay we're, we're going to get divorced. And yet we we wrestled with the decision: do we do we complete the adoption or not? Because we were about we were about three quarters of the way through, and we decided to actually complete it, even though we knew that that was going to happen. I mean, obviously, I didn't expect to hit rock bottom, and yet, so we're going. So all this is going on, right? And and I'm getting, you know, nobody knew that we had decided to get divorced, and then you know, continued to with the adoption, right? Nobody knew that piece of it. So all they saw was, you know, Wayne, this douchebag, divorcing his wife, and mm-hmm. right, she just adopted. Right? There's all this stuff going on, right? <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. So yeah, I'm right. like, you know, and and I take 100 percent responsibility. It's like nobody nobody messed me up. I messed me up. Yeah. Right? So 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 I, you know, that it's all leads up to this moment. And, and what I realized was my value and my self worth, all of it came from. Uh, 
you know, so much had been placed in other people's hands and what they thought or what I thought they thought of me and all this other stuff. So when all that crumbles, I'm like, there's nothing left. You know, and you start having the thoughts of the world is just better off if I'm, if I'm not here. Yeah, you started to believe the hype, right? Yeah. You maybe yeah. I am a douchebag, yeah. right? Yes. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and what what's what was cool about that moment was I think up until that time, you know, anyone anyone who had you know struggled with suicide or, or someone who had had committed suicide in my in my past up up till that moment, I kind of thought, well, they're just selfish or, or what's wrong with them, right? I had a lot of judgment around it. I'll tell you what, in that moment. I was like, wow, now, now I understand it on a, on a level that I've never imagined, right? I, I, I get what, it, what you could go through to feel that way. So, so I'm laying on the floor and I'm, and, and I'm contemplating how, how I'm going to proceed with this. And, um, and what was amazing is in that moment, I just had this real moment of clarity. And, and it was just, you know, mental clarity, right? It's like the fog lifted for just a moment. And, and I realized nobody's coming to save me. And, and what I meant, it didn't mean that people didn't care about me. It just meant like in that moment, I was the only person on the earth that, that could rescue me. And, and I either, either, I, either I, I take my life and check out or I, or I have to be my own hero. And, and, and for me, that was such a, a defining moment. And, and I just realized I've got to be my own hero. I'm the one that's got to get off the floor. I'm the one that's got to repair the things that, that I've broken, etc. cetera. Um, and, and for me, my philosophy for, you know, has developed from, from that moment. And my goal is to empower other people to be their own hero. Because when I can empower someone to be their own hero, then they can learn. Then they can be the hero for their for their kids. Then they can be the hero for their spouse, their community, the world. And yet they they've got to. It's kind of like on the airplane, right? You got to put your mask on first. So my mission is to, is to empower people with tools and strategies and tactics to to, to be their own hero. You know, and I, I think you know most people aren't stupid. I mean, some are. Right? I mean, let's, let's, let's be honest. Right? Some people are stupid, and yet most people aren't stupid. They're just ill-equipped. They, they just don't have they don't know how you know they don't know how to work through an argument in a healthy way they, they don't know how to discipline their kids that that's effective and it's not going to break them or, or not going to spoil them and turn them out rotten. you know those kinds of tools and tactics I think are so important um, like you talk about how do you handle money you know those kinds of things are so critical so I'm on a mission to, to empower people with with the tools they need Wow wow that that, I mean, we went deep fast. So, and, and I appreciate you sharing that. I mean, yeah, well, there's a, there was a lot said there and thank, thanks for being vulnerable and, and sharing all that. And then obviously the, the future of what happened after that is, has shown for itself. You know, you went on to, you know, again, helping thousands of people's lives yeah. uh, be better. So, so let's get back to, you know, our core uh, message here was, okay, so you learned, you know, from an experience where you essentially disconnected, you yeah. learned the difference between disconnecting and connecting, and yeah. and now you're you're teaching it to others. So let's let's see what you've learned, Wayne. What the, how can we how can <laughs> Here's we, the hard way the hard <laughs> way right? Um, let's see let's let's see if you're legit here. So what so how do I connect? If I'm a real estate agent or a salesperson or anybody, right, that wants to connect more, that wants to be uh, more of a connector, for lack of a better way to put it, let's start. Let, I want to go over this in three forms: the clients that we deal with, the, the our family, our spouse, 
and of course our team because i think that you know the employees is just as yeah. important as any of these three so yeah. first of all first and foremost let's start out with clients how do you recommend what are some tips and tools that we can use on a daily basis to connect yeah, yeah. with our clients well and and i think that that's you know people what people want is is one of our core desires is connection you know for a lot of us whatever that looks like so i think when it comes to our clients you know and, and i could probably tell you some of the biggest mistakes i see happen you know and i think you know there's this concept that that you've you've read about and i've read about of of the difference of power versus force and and i think a lot of times you know, when we're, when we're working with our clients, let me give you just a blanket example. You know, we go into a listing presentation, right? We walk in and, and some of us are very good at what we do. So we walk in, we say, here's the numbers, here's the market, here's the stats. I think you need to list at this price. This is what you need to do, blah, blah. And it's, and it's all force, right? It, it's, 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 here's what you need to do. And I know what I'm doing. And we just push all this stuff on them. And as soon as you push on someone, what do you experience? You experience, they, they start to push back, right? As, as if we put our hands up to each other and I push you, you automatically kind of push push back on it. So I think what we've got to what what we've got to get great at is instead of just pushing on our clients, we've got to get great at the job of enrollment, right? Of power. And power means you're drawing them into the conversation and you know, it's like a great a great coach doesn't tell somewhere someone where to go. A great coach asks somebody, "Where do you want to go?" and then they help them get there. So I think a big part of this is is enrolling our clients in the conversation and having them participate. So so instead of me sitting down and saying, hey, here's the numbers, here's what you have to do, it's sitting down and saying, hey, based on these numbers, what do you see? What are your concerns? If, if we don't sell the house by this time, what's going to happen? What's the impact of that going to be? And So I think it's slowing down and enrolling them in, in, instead of just pushing on them, right? Too often we walk in with our CMA bazooka, right? We just, CMA right? bazooka, yeah. <laughs> right, they're, they're thinking 500,000, we walk in and we go, you know, 350, we just nail them with the thing. And, and we wonder why there's friction. And I think and I think another tool that we've got to get good at is too often we're not and this is this is a little dicey one, we're out of integrity. And what I mean by that is if we don't know how to have great conversations, like like, like so often someone will take an overpriced listing, right? And, and, and you go, why'd you take an overpriced listing? The reality was the only reason someone would take an overpriced listing is because they didn't know how to have an incredible conversation. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were so, lacking the conversation skills, so so they walk out the door in essence lying to their clients. So, so give me, so give me three things, Wayne. Or first of all, give me one thing, like like you know, and and when I'm looking, I'm not looking for something general, right? I'm looking for something specific, like for instance, like in my in my course on Rebus University for the listing appointment, we talk about building rapport. And uh, getting people to like you and some of the recommendations from people yeah. like Rachel Adams are, you know, uh, take two fingers, right? The two fingers right after your thumb and touch them somewhere between the wrist and the elbow and hold it for three seconds while while making a profound uh, statement regarding price or are you ready to list with me? Or, you know, whenever they say something and you want to compliment, that's the sort of specific I'm looking sure. for from you, something someone can write down. So go ahead. Yeah. So I, I think the, the, if I was going to get really specific, I would say be a, know the scripts so that you can be present. Okay. So give me the script. That's what I'm looking for. So give me a script that would take someone into presence, into heart mode. Right. 
So, so into heart mode would be uh, in, instead of saying, you know, I think you need to sell here, or whatever it is, it'd be saying going deeper and going if the in reality, if the home doesn't sell. So, so here, here's a question that I would ask my clients, right? They go, I, I want to get to Chicago to sell my house, right? Or I want to sell my house so I can get to Chicago to hang out with the grandkids. And I would say, so if we don't sell the house, what's the impact of that going to be? And they go, well, I'm not going to be able to see, see the grandkids. And you go, okay, so what are you going to miss out on? And, and, and I hope it's okay with me to ask this question. I just want to be, I want to be as honest with you as, as possible and help you get what you want. If, if we don't sell the house in the next six months, what are you going to miss out on with the grandkids? Wow. So, uh, yeah, so taking them to a deep heart level that that's great guys yeah. and if, if you if you need to rewind this play it again write it down now give me one for buyers wayne so so with buyers and here's what's what, how i start is i would say do i have your permission to ask you an uncomfortable question is it okay if i ask you a really tough question that's this great. may make do, you a little do, uncomfortable do i have your permission why are you asking that yeah yeah. Right. So I ask, right. So I ask that to make sure I'm not just, you know, beating them up and they go, absolutely. And I go, so here's what I want you to imagine. What is it going to feel like if I know you want to get in a home by Christmas? What's it going to feel like if we don't write the offer we know it's going to take to get this house and on right. And you have to leave. You're not able to get in here. And on Christmas day, you're, you're having Christmas in the hotel room and you have to explain to your kids why you didn't spend an extra two thousand dollars on the house? Mm. So yeah, right. so so, so I, you're always bringing it to not your heart, right? You're you're ta- you're bringing it to their heart, right? To something that they love, and obviously everybody loves their family. So that's how you connect is through yeah. connecting the so, dots so with exactly. what they love. Connecting, yeah. and here's here's where I think this goes to. You've got to help them. I guess underneath all of this is helping them identify what's really important to them, right? We we want to get into a house. Why do you want to get into us? We want to get into a house so that we can whatever. Well, give give me really specific. We want to be in the house so we can have Christmas morning in a home instead of a hotel room. Why is that important to you? Because to our kids, having Christmas in a home means everything to them. Perfect. Are you willing to do whatever it's going to take for us to get into the home by Christmas? So it's going deep enough so I'm not putting my stuff on them. Hmm. Okay. And okay. and not assuming and not assuming what it is. Yeah. Okay. So now let's 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 talk about team, right? So we want to connect with our team. Let's just say, you know, here's the thing, Wayne. I see agents, right? You know, there's an agent I know, and he has had two full teams walk out on him. Yeah. The same day, right? Like, so, so <laughs> let's say like, like there's five people on the team, right? They all walk out the same day and quit. Now, there's right. no coincidence that they all happened to get better jobs that day, right? They yes. planned it. It was like they did that in spite of him. They did that passive aggressive aggressively to say like you're a douchebag we hate you and we're gonna punish you so you know so and and i see a lot of things similar to this that's probably the worst case example but um Mm -hmm. i see a lot of people you know a lot of turnaround in the assistant space for salespeople. so how can a salesperson a high d high i very very busy very very mindful of of, <laughs> yes. of stuff uh, yeah. uh, connect with yeah. their team yeah well so so here's the reality you can do it both ways 
So you can have a turn and burn system. And, and you know what? There's some great agents, and that's their system. Their system is that they just bring in people all the time because the back door is wide open, right? So they're just turning and burning constantly. And, and their motto is, right, I, I work as hard as I can, get as much of them out of them, and then they're going to leave and somebody else. I, I, you can be a jerk and run a business. Right. It's yeah. just it's just for, for most of us, that's not the kind of life we want to live. So the other option is how do I build an incredible team? And, and I think so there's several ways you can connect with them. One is, you know, we say the goal, I guess the first way would be we say the golden rule is is treat people how you want to be treated. Well, well, the platinum rule, I don't know who came up with it. The platinum rule is teach people how they want to be treated. Yeah, I think it's so, a rich, so, rich Carlton came up with that. Yeah, go oh, ahead, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So do you do you even have an idea how they want to be treated? Because the reality is, and this, people go, really, do you bring this mushy-gushy stuff into business? And I go, heck yeah, this is my family. These are people I love, right? So do you sit down and, and do the love languages? You know, just like we do love languages in America, there's five love languages, right? right we all yeah. feel love in a different way. So why don't you figure out that with the, with the people on your team? Find right, out what their love language is and figure out what their love language is. Yeah. Hmm. And, 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 and I guarantee in most cases it's different than yours, right? My love language is not gifts. People, if somebody gives me a gift, it's nice and I appreciate it. Yet that's not my love language. Right? Let me, like, let me, let, let's talk about that a little bit. Then we'll come back to it. But the, what Wayne's talking about is the five love languages. You haven't read it's a great book. You, you got, you got basically quality time, which a lot of spouses, if, if you're a man listening, you know, quality time is big. That's what my wife is. Uh, second thing is gifts. Third thing is what else you got? So there's touch. Physical, physical, and it doesn't. You know, we say touch. People go, they they get weird. It it doesn't always mean that you're. It's not always you know, lovey kissing. Yeah, yeah, whatever. kinesthetic. It, it yeah, could yeah. be a, it could be a hug or a high five. You know, right, what I mean? right, right, right. Yeah. Um. So then you've got. Did you say gifts? I said gifts, um, and then you got acts of service. Acts of holding service. the door yep. open, handing yes. her the towel when she gets yeah. out of the shower, yeah, like yeah. like constant washing the dishes constantly, uh-huh. you know, all that little stuff. Yeah, yeah. Acts of service. And then the other one is, I believe, words of affirmation. There you go. Words of affirmation. You know, complimenting yeah. them constantly. Yes. Um, okay. Yeah. So now that we got that out of the way, the five, right? So do you use those same five with your team? I mean, it's kind of awkward, but maybe not. So I, I used to have my team take the, there wasn't, there was just five love languages based for relationships. And I would have them take that test. I believe now they came out with one for business. Actually, I'm not, I'm don't quote me on that. And yet I believe they have one now for, for business. And yet I would, I'd have them take this because I know like, like one of the gals on my team, um, receiving gifts is huge for her. Right. And I would never think of that. Right. It's just not it's just not in my wheelhouse. So so I go, cool. Now that I know that that is for her, that, that that's her thing, that I can give her a, a small gift and it means the world to her. Hmm. And how did you go about finding out? So how do you know? Other, so I mean, I, do you read the book online, as a team or what? So I, I went online and just had them all take the test and, and suggested they read the book. So there's a little like love language test they can take and it pops out your your love languages. Yeah, I'm looking now. It says um, the five languages for appreciation in the workplace. Oh, there you go. For appreciation in the workplace. Five love languages. Five love languages for children. Yeah, he's chicken soup in this. He's taking it all. Okay, so yeah. so Okay, so you got that. So now that there's a test for five love languages for appreciation in the workplace, everybody wow. can read the book and it's not as awkward reading it with your team. And then you figure out what love language everybody is. 
Yeah. And it, it's kind of a hack, right? It's a hack. It's a it's a way for yeah. you to hack the system So that you don't have to figure them out, especially if they're a new employee or you really aren't that knowledgeable about who they are and what they like, which a lot of us aren't. I mean, we don't got time for that, right? Yeah. Well, so step two is, and I think step two is you structure it. Like you, you set it up in a way that you make a system around it, right? Like I have reminders in my phone to, to, to send, to send some people on my team a gift. I have reminders on my phone to, to say words of affirmations to other people. And people go, that's really weird. And I go, it's just, it's important to me. And I know left to my own demise, I may forget or I may miss it. So I just set up a system around it. Okay. And so what's the system? So the system literally for me is reminders. I literally have a reminder. And it's that simple. Is it a sticky note? Is it just? It's on my phone. It's literally on my phone. I I Google calendar everything. And uh, so I structure it out um, every every week or every month, whichever one it is. And just just pops up a reminder to, to do those kinds of things. That's amazing. Yeah. And here's the thing. It's always a pain in the ass when you travel to pick up 20 gifts for 20 people. And in reality, if 19 of them don't have a love language of gifts, you don't yeah. have to. You only have to pick up a $5 knickknack yeah. for that one person. Correct. You know? And if, yeah. if anybody asks, why didn't you give me one? Well, you know, because yeah. that's not your love language. Yes. Yeah. Well, and like my, my admin, who's, who's my world, her, for her, it's really important to have that little talk time. Right. So like, like I used to just come into the office or whatever and I, I, I'm a high D, right. I just go to work or do my thing or what, or, or if I need her to do something, I just say, Hey, do this. And I was, it came across to her as very, very aggressive. Right. Cause it, cause I was a high D and what I discovered was if I come in the office and I spend the first five minutes just sitting on a chair, just talking to her, it's everything. And I don't, I don't even have to do that every day. If I do that once a week, that means the world to her. So I think you you've yeah. got to meet people where they are and structure this so we don't so we don't miss out. Yeah, and be conscious of it, and you just got to push forward and do it. You know, yeah. even if you time block for it. Yeah. Have you ever had an upset client that you know could have been avoided if you had just had the correct system in place with your team? Well, this is one of many reasons that I created the certified team agent with Jeff Cohn at Omaha, Nebraska. Jeff runs a team that does over 600 transactions a year. Let me read you a comment from one of our recent graduates. Steve Schwab says, this is a gem filled pool of shiny pearls. Anyone considering building a team and taking it beyond where the common team operates today should definitely invest here. I can't recommend this course high enough six stars if that's available. Have you ever lost a listing and were absolutely sure when you're on the appointment that the listing was yours? You were absolutely sure when you returned home after the listing appointment that you got that one in the bag and then got a call or an email later that said we've decided to list with someone else? Well, that feeling, which I've personally had myself, is what inspired me to create the Certified Listing Agent course, where I filmed eight agents' listing appointments, eight top agents from around the world, their listing appointments, and analyzed them word by word. Here's a comment from someone, one of our recent graduates. Are you looking to take the listing presentation to the next level? 
I've closed 100% of the listing appointments since I took this course. To be specific, five appointments, five new clients in the last 60 days. Do the math. It's worth every dollar. Bill Reig, Versant Real Estate. Have you ever had a listing and then lost the listing to an agent who immediately dropped the price and sold it after you did all the work and put all the time in? and got paid nothing, that is what inspired me to create our CPRC course, the Certified Price Reduction course. Here's a quote from one of our recent graduates on the Price Reduction course. Immediately after I took this course, I called all three of my sellers. I used a different script that I learned in the course on each one and got a significant price reduction on each listing. I would never have done that if it were not for the confidence that I had gained from taking this course. Sven Sikari, Long and Foster Real Estate. So Rockstar Nation, you can see that all of the current courses on rebusuniversity.com are producing very, very happy students. Go to rebusuniversity.com now and in the coupon code, type in the word podcast for 50% off gift certificate on any of the three courses I just mentioned. RebusUniversity.com. That's R-E-B-U-S. So now uh, we got the team and we got clients. Let's talk about the good stuff, right? So how do you connect better, let's say, yeah. with with your spouse or family or, or what have you? I mean, yeah. and, and, and here's the thing. This is where I'm going to let you redeem yourself because I don't want people to think, you know, Wayne is a douchebag. He left his adopted kid, you know, <laughs> on the first day before they even came over and all this stuff because you clearly have redeemed yourself. If you find Wayne on Facebook, he's he's an incredible father, family man, and he's 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 totally made up for his douchebagness that you may <laughs> perceive him as. So tell us how you did that. How did you make up for that? And, and what did you learn along that journey to connect, to reconnect from that low point that you were at? Yeah. And I tell you what, it, it has been a journey to, to say the least. And one of the things I struggled with early on was thinking that from now on, I couldn't be a great dad. Right. So, so I go, I always wanted to be a great dad. I screwed it up. It's done. I'll never be a great dad. So realizing that, that I can be a great dad. Right. And, and just because things, you know, coming to terms with, yeah, thing, things were hurt and you have to deal with some of those consequences. And yet I still can be a great dad to, to my kids. And and it's about, it's about being present. It's about knowing what they're after. It's just, it, it's putting in the time and the effort and, and all of that. And yet I think just because you broke something doesn't mean you can't do the next right thing. And wow, I remember that's, coach, that's deep. Just because you broke something doesn't mean you can't fix it, right? You can't, yeah, yeah. You can't take a step today to fix it. Yeah. Exactly. Well, and one of my coaches said this one time, he was so brilliant. I, I said, how, how do I, how do I recover? Like, how do I live a perfect life? Like what, what the heck do I do? And, and he said, just take the next right step. And then after that, take the next right step. And then just keep doing that one, just take one right step after another um, and for me, that was a very freeing experience because I go, okay, I, I, can, I can take the next right step and I don't have to worry about every single one, which was kind of overwhelming at the moment. I just do the next right thing. That's all you can do. You know, a friend of mine uh, was talking about how he got in a fight with his ex-wife or, or his ex-wife was just kind of 
being pissy towards him and he didn't know how to deal with it. And what he decided on his own was like he noticed that her weeds in her yard were all screwed up and they had they hadn't really done the garden or anything this year. And he just went over there on a Saturday and spent the whole day mulching and planting flowers and doing the whole yeah. garden. And she was at work. She came home and she goes, what the hell happened? And he's like, well, you know, I just, I wanted to do you a favor. You know, I just wanted to, to help out. And, yeah. and you, you know, he went in that direction, the next right step in a big way where he could have pushed back when she put, you know what I mean? Like you said in the beginning, yeah. when you push, yeah. people tend to push back. So he could have yes. pushed back and said, what the hell's wrong with you? You know, yeah. but he, he went, he went another way and said, here she, maybe she's hurting, you know, let me see where I can help. Yeah. Well, and, and I think what you just said is brilliant and it's, it's stepping, right. Maybe she's hurting, right? Like, like, so I, I think about this, you know, if people are responding to their reality, they're, they're responding to what's going on in their world, not what's going on in your world. So, you know, I, I think about this, you know, you know, years ago when I would call an expired, if I, if I call someone and they would yell and scream at me or, or angry client, or whatever, it just realizing it's probably not my call that put them over the edge. Like they're probably having a rough day. Like there's probably something else going on. It's probably just, it's not my call that messed them up. So I think it, it's, it's realizing, you know, a, a huge thing that I help people with in their relationships is realizing that, that each person is responding to a different reality. Does that make sense? Yeah, and, absolutely. And, and, you don't and, know what led up. You know what I mean? The chances yeah. are you're not the first call of their day. Right. You know, there was probably 12 hours of yeah. life, and some yeah. of it not so good, maybe, yes. or whatever, yeah. or anxiety, yeah. or, you know, the call before you, or whatever. It has nothing to do with you or even them. Like, it, it just happened to be in that situation. Your call yeah. came in and hit them. Well, and, and in our relationships, you know, we get into a relationship and, and we unconsciously assume that, that the other person has been through all the same stuff we have, right? And that they've drawn the same conclusions we have, you know? So, so I look at it this way, you know, imagine if I can give you an analogy, imagine a couple gets married, right? And, 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 you know, one person grew up in a house that was, you know, every time there was, there was a, a discourse, they just argued until they figured it out, right? It got loud. It got, right. It got heated. They just yelled and screamed until they got, they got it, it fixed. And yet that's how they always did it, right? Right? And, then, and then you got the, the person they marry, this person who grew up in a really quiet house where if there was a really big issue or something, they just got quiet. They sat down. They talked through it. Right? It was just you know, that kind of thing. So what happens is you got these two people. Then what happens? They get married. Right, which is which is wonderful. Yeah. So, so they get they get married or into a relationship, and and then and then you know welcome to marriage and arguments probably going to happen. Right. I heard someone say the other day, if, if you want to get exposed to your inadequacies on a daily basis, get married. Right. So <laughs> so. I mean that's that, that's terrible. I mean that's I that's terrible, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, such a great thing. <laughs> and yet these people these people get married, right? So so an argument comes along. Right, so so they have this argument, and, and, and one person starts getting loud because that's their best strategy to, to, to solve an issue. The other person starts getting quiet because that's their best strategy to resolve an issue, right? It, yet, so what happens? Right, this person is getting louder. This person is getting quieter. What where the issue comes into play is they're judging each other based on their realities, right? So so the loud person's going, if you cared, you would you would get loud with me, like you'd fight this out. And the quiet person is going, if you cared, you wouldn't be yelling. Because because if I was yelling, that would mean I hate you and I don't love you. The loud person is going, if I got quiet, it would mean I hate you and I don't love you. Now I'm being extreme, and yet you, you begin to see what's going on. 
So, so solve that for us. Solve that for us. So here's the reality. The reality is, is awareness, right? Realizing both people are doing the best that they know how to do. And they're both saying, I love you. The problem is they're both hearing, I hate you. So, so I, I think it, this goes back to realizing everyone's doing uh, their best in that moment. So, so it's, it's in a calm moment, putting, putting in strategies to help you move through those heated it's, moments. It's hate languages versus love languages, right? Because they're, they're, yeah. right, they're both speaking hate languages right? and they don't realize it, right? right? In the moment, they're both doing the, the, what they know is best to resolve an issue and get back to love. Yet, yet the other one's receiving it as, as if I was doing what you're doing to me, it would mean I hate you and I don't care about this issue. Mm. So outside of an argument, it's going, Hey, you know what? When we have an argument and I get quiet, here's why. Or I, when you get loud, I know it's my own craziness. Yes. Here's what it means to me. I, I, I grew up in a house that nobody ever yelled. And when you get loud, it freaks me out because what it means to me is, is that you hate me. And I know you don't. And yet I just want you to know that it, that it triggers that within me. So I think a lot of it is getting aware of, of where the other person is coming from and, and then learning how do we – coming up with tools together and how do we have an effective argument? How can we have an argument and it be a good thing? And, and there's a lot – especially a lot of guys out there, we run from, from that conflict. So it's learning how do you have – you can have great conflict. It's just learning how to, how to do that together. So I think for a lot of couples, that's what that's what it is. Is coming to to figure out how do we have effective strategies, right? Maybe here, here's what a healthy conversation looks like. And, and the analogy is this, and it's different for everyone, right? And yet, you know, imagine you come home one day in your house, you lock the keys in the house, right? Okay. Well, you got you got you got to call a locksmith, you got to right. do all this stuff, right? It, it takes you several hours, right? So you finally get in the house, and what do most people do the next day? They, they right they. Like they, they get a hide key, right? They they get an oh right key. right right they get right? a hide key. They, they yep. get a hide key or they give it to a neighbor. They do something because they go, I'm not going to let that happen again, right? Yep. And, yep. And yet, okay. Here's what's just the craziness in our relationships. We don't do the same thing. We we have this this this. Oh, we just we have this argument and we don't. Yeah. We don't say okay, how are we going to make it so that doesn't happen again? Exactly. And we just keep doing the same. You keep doing it. You yeah, keep getting locked out of the house. That's a good one. I like that one. That's a good one. That's a good one. I didn't know where you're going with it first. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. That's good. Yeah. So it's figuring out, it's, it's, Hey, it's, it's figuring out those, those things so we can put some hide keys in our life, um, to allow us to have better, better conversations and better. And and the hide keys, you know, and it keeps boiling back to this is the love languages. You know, I'm looking at the online, they have a a love language for children. And that, and that, I don't know if you read that with your kids, but that's certainly a way to, to rebuild a family or build a family. Yeah. You know how brilliant right now. I want to have my daughters take that. You know that's that, that, that that's key and discuss it. You know I, I love it. I, I'm what I'm going to do, Wayne. Is I'm going to put links to all three of these uh, love language books: the one for teams, the one for families, and of course the ones for spouses, significant others, love, yeah. love interests, whatever. On hybendigital.com backslash Wayne Salmons, S-A-L-M-A-N-S. Wayne, any departing words, tips, advice you want to give our rock star nation before we sign off? <laughs> well, the first one is keep listening to you, obviously. Um, and then I think, I think the last thing I'd leave us with is so much of this, if you're proactive instead of reactive, right? So, so where with my team, where with my clients, where with my spouse, where with my kids, where can I be proactive so I don't have to be reactive? 
And, and I think go. like like yeah. like every week. Where can I have that like, key, Right, just like your exactly. notes on all your team yep. members. You exactly. Know? With, with my wife, we sit down every every week, and I ask her five questions. Mm. And, and the reason I ask her the same five questions every single week is they're they're five questions that help us avoid a, a wreck later on that week. And, and it's just a strategy. It's just a key, Right, it's a strategy that allows us to 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 handle things before we drift into the gutter. Huh, yeah, before you, that's great, man. I, I love it. I love it. I love it. And I'm going to put all of Wayne's information in the show notes if you want to contact him. He is a full time coach now and uh, uh, he knows his business. So you want to get on the heart level uh, with your people more or you want to just sell more houses? He's a great resource. So I'm going to put all his information, his new website, and everything on hybendigital.com. Backslash. Wayne Salmons. Wayne, thanks so much for coming on the show. Best luck to you in Dallas, Texas. And if I'm ever in the area, which I'm sure I will be eventually, let's get together and break some bread, my brother. Thank you, my friend. I look forward to it. Appreciate you, all the, all the uh, great content you put out in your friendship. Thank you for listening to Real Estate Rockstars. Please be sure to leave us a five-star review wherever you're listening. All five-star reviews help us get better and better guests for your listening pleasure. And if you have a great review, I'll read it on the show. We are so proud of this show now with over a million downloads in 79 countries around the world. Also, don't forget to buy my book if you haven't already. Six Steps to Seven Figures, a real estate agent's guide to building wealth and creating your destiny. With an intro by Gary Keller. Sold everywhere online books are sold. You can always go to pathyben.com and find out about all things Pat Hyben. And don't forget to follow me on social media. All you got to do is type in my name. I'm everywhere and easy to find. I hope to meet face-to-face someday, but in the meantime, let's meet on social media. Thanks again for listening, and keep rocking. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.